May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Love can be a strange thing sometimes. Love can make us do things that don't always make a whole lot of sense. Those who have been in love before know that loving someone opens up all kinds of emotions, from the happiest and most wonderful to the saddest and even the most painful. In our society today, the word love has taken on all kinds of connotations. Depending on what movie or TV show you're watching, love can either mean that I'm now obligated to shower you with expensive and elaborate gifts in order to somehow earn your love in return, or now that we are in love, we are expected to keep each other happy at all costs and to remain in this warm bubble of fuzziness. Love can make us do some silly things. Today is Thursday of Holy Week, Monday, Thursday. The word Monday comes from the Latin mandatum, which is also the root of the English word mandate. On this night, Jesus gave his disciples a new mandate, a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. Now, loving our neighbors was nothing new to Jesus or to his disciples. In fact, God spoke these words to Moses, and it's recorded in the book of Leviticus. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. It has been one of the basic tenets of our faith since the very beginning. So what made Jesus' statement so different and so challenging to the disciples? The answer, it seems, was literally staring them in their face. When we enter into the story this evening, we find ourselves in the upper room with Jesus and his disciples on the day before the day of preparation for the Passover. While there are somewhat conflicting accounts of the exact timeline, the most widely accepted is that the Passover that year occurred on the Sabbath, meaning that it started on Friday at sundown. Therefore, Friday would have been the day to get everything prepared for the celebration, including the slaughtering of the young lamb for dinner. This is the day before that, Thursday. Jesus and his closest followers were all gathered together to share a meal, and everything was going along just like any other meal. Judas wasn't saying much that evening, but other than that, there was nothing to give any indication that this was going to be their last meal together. Until Jesus does something extraordinary. Right in the middle of dinner, Jesus stands up, takes off his outer robe, leaving him only wearing his tunic, which was kind of like an undershirt. He then ties a towel around himself and begins to wash his disciples' feet. Jesus, the master, the teacher they had followed for the past three years, the honored guest at the table, is now kneeling on the floor, dressed exactly like a servant and is performing one of the most menial and undignified tasks. 
Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. The love Jesus exemplifies is not the love we all so often see in the movies. It's not the love that is achieved by giving a dozen red roses or a sampler box of Russell Stover chocolates. By washing his disciples' feet, Jesus does not just serve, he has become a servant. That is the difference. And what's more, the love we are commanded by Jesus to live is not only limited to our spouse or our family or our closest friends. Jesus doesn't just wash Peter's feet or Andrew's feet, but all of his disciples' feet, including Judas. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. This is the essence of God's divine, self-giving love as it had become manifest in Jesus Christ. After that bush washing, Jesus concludes the meal with perhaps the most self-giving and undeserved gift the world has ever received. He gives us his very body and blood in the bread and wine of the Holy Eucharist. Jesus unites us with himself and in turn gives us a foretaste of the heavenly banquet that awaits us all. God's love, as witnessed through Jesus, is not a warm, fuzzy feeling. Sometimes it can be downright scary. The love Jesus lived into cost him an entire night of agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, followed by an excruciating and torturous death. The love we are commanded to live can only be seen through our action. Jesus did not just send good thoughts and prayers to his disciples. He humbled himself and became their servant. Jesus did not just send good thoughts and prayers to the entire world. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. As Christ's body on earth, we, having been united with him, must continue to live out this love that has been given to us. As inseparable members of his body, we have no choice. We are drawn again and again to his selfless sacrifice on the cross. Our wills, our very souls are longing to live into this love. We rejoice when people rejoice, and we hurt when people hurt. The world does not always understand God's love does not always understand that God's love has no rules and no boundaries. There is not one person that has ever not been loved by God. And there is not one person that we are not commanded to love. In just a moment, we will ritually strip this altar of all of its decoration 
in preparation for our observance of Good Friday. And before that, we will move the Blessed Sacrament, the very body of Christ, from the main altar to the chapel, where we remain in repose throughout the night. Just as Jesus invited his disciples to sit with him while he prayed, I invite you to spend an hour this night in quiet prayer. There are certainly lots of things to pray for these days. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another.